Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Cesar Fernandez is best friends with his dog, Labutina, who he has had for seven years now. After a difficult breakup and depression, Cesar's good friend offered to help him find a dog, who turned out to be Labutina, or Luby for short, and it was love at first sight. They live in New York City, and around town, Labutina has become somewhat of a canine celebrity. She is known as the Hugging Dog, and gives her special hugs to friends and strangers alike around the city. She is often spotted on the street corner hugging a passerby, reminding us all to slow down, take a moment to pause, and if Luby is around, enjoy the warm embrace of her furry hugs. Cesar, it is such an honor to have you here in the studio today. It's a really special show for me. One, because of your incredible story, but also because you brought La Boutina, the star of your life and the star of an incredible Instagram feed. So welcome to our show. Thank you so much, John. Uh, uh, thank you for having us. And, you know, I brought Lubutina yeah, because uh, she wants to make sure that whatever I said about her is accurate. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's, my, she's my quality control. Yeah. Oh, I love Here. it. Yeah. <laughs> she's just beautiful. So I wish that the people listening could see her. And we will describe her as we go along. So let's begin from the beginning. I would love for you to tell me your story of how you met Labutina, how she came into your life, where you were in your life at the time. Uh, Labutina is uh, now seven years and a half. So she came to me when she was about three months old and she was the birthday gift from my best friend Daphne. When she decided to give me the the dog for my birthday, she didn't surprise me with uh, Lubutina. She asked for permission, you know, she said, you know, I was thinking that uh, it would be beneficial for you to, to have a dog right now. And she asked, you know, if that was okay because she wanted to find a dog. So, of course, I was very happy and jumping. I said, you know, that's the best gift ever. Yeah. And the reason why it was because it was about a year or so after I broke up with uh, an ex-boyfriend. Uh, we're good friends right now. Oh, but, good. Uh, yeah. That's the best. <laughs> uh, that's the best, exactly. And um, so we were together for about five years and the relationship was amazing until the very end. But uh, it was a moment of uh, making decisions and he proposed and he pretty much wanted me to move with him to the Netherlands, his Dutch. And at the moment I was in the process of being a resident and my dream was to become an American citizen that I am now. But at the time I was not. So it was sad for me to say I want to finish this phase of my life and that pretty much, you know, ended that that relationship so knowing that it was it was a breakup that it was not because of some of the reasons that love was dying you know you hear stories about you know people separating because of immigration yeah so i'm pretty much an example of that so it affected me you know very much so after that i was very sad and depressed for about a year and that was what uh, daphne picked you know from me from being you know my best friend very close you know being with me all the time and that's what she realized that you know having a dog would be a very good compliment 
to to my life and she was totally right I mean you know and like I said she asked for permission and you know and she said what do you want and uh, at the time she had a golden retriever and I was obsessed with her dog so I said you know I want a golden retriever and uh, I always had dogs in my life you uh, did. being raised in Lima Peru you know I always had a dog with me and I was dogless for about 10 years uh, in the United States. So I seen there was really an urge <laughs> in, in me for having a dog. So I said, you know, I want a, a female dog, a golden retriever. And right away, you know, I said, I'm going to name her Lubutina. And I said, after your shoes. And the reason why is because <laughs> the first time we met at a party at uh, Ganson for Hotel, you know, she was wearing Louboutins among, you know, she wears everything, Chanel, you name it. Right. But uh, the first time that we met, you know, so that kind of stayed in my head. And that's why, without thinking that it was going to become a thing, you know, that to the point that, you know, the, the same designer, Christian Louboutin, reached out to us, you know, it was going to, to become a, a big deal about, about her name, you know. I love it. So Christian Louboutin is an incredibly famous and very prolific shoe designer. So your friend had his shoes on when you first met. And so you had this idea that that's what you were going to name your dog. I always thought that you have to give like a, a cute, funny name to your dogs, you know, something that will make them unique. Unique and uh, you know, Louboutin, Louboutina, you know, it, it's you know, it sounded cute and oh, has absolutely. a lot of personality, it you know. It sure does, I love it. <laughs> and she actually does, she's this lady, I think she, she really, you know, she grew into the name, yeah, yeah. I mean, she has a lot of personality, and you know, she's a very loving dog, like you know, all dogs, but somehow she goes the extra mile. But also, uh, she actually has a little bit of that diva also, uh-huh. yeah, attitude sometimes. <laughs> and maybe it's the name, maybe it's because, you know, she's all over the place and, uh, yeah. That's beautiful. So Daphne took about three months or so to find her. She was trying to get a golden retriever in the city. There were no golden retrievers. Yeah. So I was telling her there was no rush. She even wanted to bring, uh, uh, you know, the dog from Paris because uh, she actually grew up in Paris. And her dog, her golden, is from a breeder in Paris. So she was like, my, my breeder is amazing, you know, very good dog. And I said, you know, there is no need to bring a dog overseas. We will find one here, you know, in the United States and probably nearby, you know. Because I always get afraid about that, the whole, you know... When they're uh, traveling. Yeah. Yes, You know, sending a dog, you know. And um, unless, you know, like Lubutina travels with me all the time now, but she sits next to me. Uh-huh. So so I say, you know, let's take it easy. You know, you'll find her. And uh, it was December 10th. I remember, like about three months after my birthday, when she sent me a text message on a Friday saying, you know, because we were talking about her already as Lubutina. Yeah. She said, you know, Lubutina is going to be here tonight around 7 p.m. So I remember it was like 3.30, 4 p.m. You know, I work until like 5. Right. I left right away the office. And, you know, I remember going to a pet store and already buying a few scenes sure. because I was not prepared. And then, you know, I went to her apartment a little earlier and we both also went, you know, shopping for more stuff. And and then, you know, she arrived around like 8 p.m. an an hour later. And it was just funny because um, 
she was uh, very scared. She was a little smelly. And I remember <laughs> when I saw her, she, and you know, she was like on the back of the car. And I said to Daphne, she looks a, a little like scared and weird. And Daphne said, oh my God, but she's a beauty. And I said, no, she's a beauty. So I stretched my arms and she right away jumped on, on, on me and, and hugged me from my mm. neck. And I just started saying, Daphne, I want her, I want her, I want her, I want her. Oh, Where do I sign? Because right. <laughs> I had to sign all the paperwork yes. with that. So it was, it was just, you know, love at first sight. Sounds like it. And where did she come from? What state? So she's actually coming from Long Island, not okay. far. Okay, yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Far, yeah. And so she's a golden... She's a hunting field golden retriever. Okay. Yeah, so she's on the red side. Yeah. Yeah, smaller frame, shorter hair. Yeah. Well, which is great because she's a little bit red like the soles of the Labutan shoes. <laughs> yes. So I think that's so great. So you had her and they like New Yorkers. We take them out for walks. And how did the first kind of year of the relationship evolve? So, uh, you know, now that I recall about our story, you know, I kind of it makes sense to say that maybe she was getting the hugging from me because when I got her I was the needy one. I was yes. very needy and like I was and I still, you know, it's like we're very close. I'm always I, I coming back from work, throwing myself to the floor and hugging her all yes. the time. So I was hugging her and you know, she's been very affectionate since puppy. But uh, and always loving people. So I always joke now, you know, when I do an interview saying like the first three years of her life, she was going towards people. And now it's the other way around. People come to her when they right. see her, you know. So I think she really accomplished <laughs> what she wanted, you know, to be to be with a lot of people. Yeah. Because now, you know, her fans are after her whenever we go out for a walk, oh, you know, sure. we always get stopped and, you know, people want to play with her, pet her, get a hug, yes. you know, pictures. So when um, she was about three years old is when she started doing the whole holding hands and hugging. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's doing right now, if only the, yeah. the listeners could see it, right, kid? <laughs> Oh, she's just she's beautiful. She's like, going to hold my hand. The urban legend of La Boutina is that, hi, beautiful, is that at one point you were walking down the street and you ran into Gerard Butler. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, actually around um, Valentine's. Yeah. And, you know, I don't remember right now that the year, but uh, she was uh, around three years old. She started holding hands with me. I call it holding hands. Yeah. But she just sat in the middle of the street and she was asking me to shake over and over. Uh-huh. And I was like, you're a broken record, girl. <laughs> I'm like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> and, uh, and then I realized, I don't know why she's so persistent. So at one point I grabbed her paw, you know, uh, strongly. Right. And then she put her weight on my, you know, on my hand when I was, you know, holding her paw. And she just sat up on a funny way and then she crossed the other pole over the pole that I was mm -hmm. holding. So when that happened, I was like, this is really weird. And you know, I have to admit that at the beginning I was feeling weird myself because I could see that people were staring at us all right. the time. And I'm actually an, an introvert, you yeah. know, more, you know, and like, I'm kind of shy. So I was on the spot all the time. 
and uh, so that that was you know like the beginning a little weird so it was around like a couple of weeks before Valentine's so I used to joke with my friends you know I don't have a boyfriend at least I have someone to hold hands with now you exactly. know for Valentine's and then around Valentine's again I think a few days after uh, we were walking our previous uh, neighborhood in Chelsea and then I see, you know, three guys crossing 8th Avenue on 19th Street. And I recognized right away one of them was Gerard Butler, the actor. And she was at the moment holding hands with me on the corner. So I was like, they're just gonna, you know, just pass by. Right. But he actually stopped and he said, what is going on here? <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, giggle or smile. And he came and started talking to us about her, you know, it's like, what is her name? You know, just small, you know, talk with him. Right. And all about, you know, Lubutina. So it was like three minutes, four minutes, we were chatting, and then Luby decided to be a dog again, and she let me go, and then she went towards him, and first started jumping on him, and then she went and hugged him. And that's when I, you know, I told him, you know, you're the actor, Gerard Butler, aren't you? And he said, yes, that's that's me, Cesar. And I was like, listen, you know, I don't want a picture with you, but do you mind if I take a picture of you and Luby? <laughs> I love it. And uh, he was like, go for it. So he actually, one of his friends was taking pictures of, of Luby and, and him also. And I took like, I think like four pictures and uh, those are the ones that I posted first on my Facebook. Right. And I started getting a lot of text messages from my girlfriend saying like, what just happened? You just met Gerard Butler. And I said, and Luby lick him. You know, and they were like, oh my God, you know, we hate Luby. She was kissing Gerard Butler. I'm like, yeah, sorry. You know, so a couple of my girlfriends, they were like, you know, you need to start Lubutina an Instagram account for her, you know. So that's when I decided to, you know, create her Instagram without any expectations without thinking that it was going to take off you know so it, it happened everything in a very organic way yeah i love it and only new york would this kind of thing happen because everybody's living their lives out on the street people are walking and that's where we're all walking our dogs and i do find that for me too that when i walk my dogs on the street i talk to so many people and especially i have a big bernice mountain dog oh my god and everybody wants to stop and say hi to him. And sometimes I can't get down the street either. I'm like, okay, yes. And his name is Hug. <laughs> because he likes to hug. And it's crazy. And that just how the dogs bring out the best in us. And when you're on the street in New York, because I think a lot of times people think about New York as this lonely place, which it can be, and alienating, and everybody's just rushing, 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 rushing. But dogs kind of bring us back into ourselves and they slow us down and they just, they make us feel human through their doggedness. It's really, it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I love that she's here with us today. It is amazing how they connect people, like you're saying, you know, um, back in, in the day, you know, when Lubutina came to me, I think I was already living in my apartment in Chelsea for about two years. Uh -huh. It's a six-story floor, you know, building. And before having Lubutina, I rarely, you know, knew any of my neighbors. But after getting Lubutina, I was like, 
I knew everyone and then I started like making you know friends yes. in, in my building and then yeah. like a couple of months after like I pretty much I knew everyone on the block it's an amazing so it's just thing. amazing how you know how they you know bring people together Absolutely. you know that magic that they have it is magical so tell me about you were living in Chelsea and on Christmas Day 2017 so that was a year and a couple of months ago what happened yeah, so uh, sad episode, um, and it was actually just a few weeks after that that we met at the ACC gala. Yes. Um, early December, but uh, on Christmas Day, 2017, um, it was just a quiet date for me. I was not doing anything. Um, I had some friends over the night before because I like to celebrate Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So I had some friends from Spain and I had a lot of leftovers. So my plan was just to like, you know, chill and watch, you know, movies and just relax. And um, so I was actually taking a a long bus stop and then I was like, I need to buy some razors and some detergent, you know, and it was like around 3 p.m. and so I rinse, got ready, and I was like, I'm just gonna run to the corner and buy, you know, this couple of things. And Lubutin at the time, she was sleeping. So I almost left her because it was not her time, her walking time. It's always we walk around, or we used to walk then, like around 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was around 3 p.m. or so. So something told me, wake her up and take her. And since God, I did that because the moment we left the building and we went around the corner, we just made a loop. Because since we were outside, I was like, I'm just not going to just go to the corner. I'm just going to do at least a a loop around the block. And we were on the other side of our block and I already could hear the sirens, you know. But of course, I was not connecting that it was, you know, in my building happening. And when I went around the the block completely, then I was back to my street, and then I could see the street was full of smoke. So still, I was not connecting, you know, so I ran to the other side, uh, to the other avenue, and that's when I saw, you know, on a diagonal view closer to my building, that it was my building, and then realized that it was actually the top floor. The fire was coming out of the windows of my neighbor's apartment. So the fire actually started next door at my neighbor's apartment and then it moved through the roof into my apartment. So I was with Lubutina, you know, there and I remember I was wearing my sunglasses and tears were coming down, you know. And then some people were like, you know, standing and watching and uh, and then I remember saying to one of them, it's my apartment, the one next to it, and then they were probably there, they're just gonna, you know, it's not gonna go there, don't worry. And then I remember walking a little bit more because, you know, I was getting very anxious and uh, then someone actually came, a neighbor from the other block, uh, that at the time I couldn't remember her name because we used to meet so many people, you know, because of the hiding already. Sure. You know, and we meet so many people that it's hard for me to keep up with the names. So she came, she was like, oh my God, Cesar, and like, she was with her uh, her husband and say, I was telling you about the, the dog, the hugging dog, this is, this is her and her owner, Cesar, and when she approached me, I just started crying, like I lost it. 
she was like, what's going on, sister? And I said, the apartment that is on fire is mine. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much had a panic attack at that moment, and she took me to her apartment and for about an hour to calm me down and, you know, offer me some tea. And then, you know, went after that with her to face the reality that, you know, we, my apartment was consumed by the fire and, you know, pretty much everything was gone yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. And I remember when that happened because a lot of people started helping you raise money to try to just regain your life here in New York City. And how did it affect La Boutina? Yeah, so, you know, it was it was just amazing because, you know, I started getting some calls from close friends and one thing is Lonnie Edwards that we work with her. And she said, you know, Cesar, with your permission, I want to start GoFundMe. And I said, you know, Lonnie, I have nothing right now. So she started the GoFundMe and uh, she started sending it to major influencers on social media. So... I remember seeing that our page, you know, going like a lot of big sites like talk of Instagram yes. that have, you know, yes. millions of followers. So they were like posting our GoFundMe saying, you know, our dearest Luby and Cesar, they just love their home. So the page went viral, yeah. you know, and within that GoFundMe page and, uh, and it was just amazing to see how people were coming, you know, to support us and to give us love. And I was in such a bad, you know, stage of at the course. moment that I think I was out of social media for a few days. And she was picking up a lot of my anxiety. Um, you know, we stay in a hotel for a couple of nights and we stay with some friends. I was sleeping on, you know sofas and she didn't want to be away from me at all she wanted to be i mean we have been always very close but uh, she was i could see that she was nervous she was not sleeping on my bed before that only whenever i wanted to bring her to my bed you know when i was being needy myself right. <laughs> you know <laughs> i need to cuddle with you luby tonight so you're sleeping with me and then you know <laughs> when i'm asleep she goes to her bed or the sofa that's where right. she likes to sleep uh -huh. but right after the fire she started sleeping with me every single night and I will say it took maybe about three months for her to be back to herself to, you know, sleep on her bed alone. Because we moved, look at her, she's leaning on me. Mm -hmm. I think she's, she's probably sensing, you she's, know, that. Yes. That I'm, you know, a little bit sad right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, of course. Because I always, uh, you know, going through that story, even though it's been more than a year, still painful, I was not able to tell the story the way that I'm telling you, you know, months after. Yeah. It I appreciate me, you telling me. It, it took me some time to really be able to tell the story without start crying. And it is true that you lose, you know, everything that you can buy it again, you know, but also, you know, I lost a lot of memories, you know, I lost a lot of like art that I had from Peru, uh, you know, photo albums that I never scanned. So books that were autographed, you know, that were, you know, unique pieces, at least for me. Yeah, of course. So a That's... lot of memories were, were lost, but, uh, and it's just very traumatic, just the loss, but also just the experience of 
this kind of being homeless. Yeah, and seeing it. Yeah. You know, and seeing and being there and witnessing uh, that, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I have to be very thankful. And, you know, everyone was saying that, you know, since God, that you and Luby are safe. So actually that was haunting me after because, you know, like I said before, I almost left her because she was sleeping and it was not her walking time. And that really created a lot of anxiety. So I actually stopped working for a little bit more than two months because in my head, she was not safe without me. And uh, I just couldn't be away from her. So actually I had to start seeing a therapist for that. and. Part of the therapy was like, you know, like I, I like to run, so I quit the gym, I quit everything. I was not going anywhere. So part of the therapy was like, you need to go back running. So I was like, and then since then I bought a camera and now I have cameras in my apartment, you know, so I, I used to stalk her. Like, so, you know, I wanted to see her. And I used to go for runs, first five minutes, you know, watching at the camera, then 10 minutes, then 15 minutes run, you know, and, and, and also the exercise to, was to to watch at the camera less and less also, yes. you know. Interesting. To, to understand that uh, that happened once and it doesn't have to happen again, you know. But still, you know, up until now, I still have some anxiety about it. Uh, like if I hear, you know, a siren or if I see a fire truck, you know, right away going to the camera. So that's how, you know, my post-traumatic stress disorder you know, manifests, say, yes. you know, up until now. So it's, you know, it's, I mean, in a much better place. But the meaning that Luby has for me in my life, you know, considering how she came to me and, you know, how close we are, it's just that, you know, for me, the, the fear of losing her means everything. You know, so that's why, you know, I still, you know, have a little bit of anxiety about thinking that I could, I could lose her. And actually a few months after I, in my new apartment, I had an, a real exercise. There was someone who left uh, the stove open. There was right. some gas smell in the, in the building. And I was there when the fireman came and I was freaking out. I was in the middle of the street. So, kind of like a revival, you know, so... Where was La Boutina, with you? Or? She was with me, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and uh, right after um, I was going to meet a friend for a drink, I was going to cancel, but I didn't. So, when I talk about it with a therapist after, you know, she said that was a, a huge, you know... That's a big step. A step. Because, you know, I mean, it was already like, uh, it was actually last summer. So it was already like seven, eight months after the, the fire. But, uh, you know, still. So, you know, up until now, uh, there is still some fear that might be triggered. Like I said, by something like a smell or like a sound, you know, that is related to a fire. And she actually picks that also when she senses that I'm, you know, getting, you know, a little bit anxious. She just comes to me and sits in between my legs. So it is true that they wake you up, you know, because it's your head going on, you know, thinking this is going to happen. And they sense that and, you know, and pretty much she's grounding me when something like that happens. So it's amazing how they can, you know, sense that. 
it's wild just watching as you're speaking and she's just literally just she's listening to you she's watching you she's so engaged with you i mean what a what a beautiful love story yeah it is it is a love story indeed yeah and so now you live um for those who don't know new york city you were living in chelsea and you moved up to hell's kitchen which is a little bit like west of Times Square, that area. Right, so we're, we're close to Times Square, we're uh, close to 9th Avenue in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood. We miss Chelsea, you uh -huh. know, I, we get a lot of messages from uh, still our Chelsea friends saying like, we miss you guys seeing, you know, seeing you guys walking around. And but, does she have new fans in the new neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, you know, the fans, they follow us uh -huh. whenever I see we go, like even when we travel, you know, last summer we went to a... We went to Greece and to France and we actually encountered followers there. In January, we went to Puerto Rico for a little, you know, vacation. Right. And we also, we were at the beach. And, you know, I was posting video stories and, you know, geotagging, you know, putting the location. Right. Yes. And we were at the beach. And I remember one day, three people came to us, you know, they were like trying to find us at the beach. So it's just amazing how, you know, the spectrum of her followers are like all over the place. That's incredible. And she now has about 200,000 followers. Yeah. About 200,000 followers. Yeah. Wow. She's just, she's remarkable. So Cesar, we met at the ACC Gala, which is the Animal Care Centers of New York, and they were honoring you and La Boutina for this incredible impact that she's had on people. And again, she just, she embodies everything that I think we all look for in, in a dog. And that night i remember you telling this beautiful story your speech was very very powerful and very moving and it really it kind of brought the house down i mean people were so moved by your story because i think that again inside of everybody everybody who has been touched by a dog relates to this and there's just something magical about luby it's really remarkable so i really encourage people to to come to your instagram page so let me ask you how do you think and I think you probably have a very good answer for this. How do you, in what ways do you think dogs rescue us? You know, I remember at one point on the speech I said, you know, we keep referring, you know, to dogs that we are rescuing dogs when, you know, many times we are actually the ones that are being rescued. And I feel and totally have to agree that she rescued me. I was in a bad moment in my life and she rescued me, uh, you know, when I was going through that sad phase after that breakup. And then, you know, after the fire, she was still there, you know, doing the work, you know, of, you know, making sure that I'm okay, you know, that I'm in my senses, you know, because uh, I think that they, they just make, you know, such a, an important part of your life. We talk to so many people and many people tell me, you know, I want to get a dog, you know, but... Uh, I live in New York, I have a small apartment. I always tell you, you know, find a dog that will fit, you know, to your needs, but don't, you know, keep using that as an excuse. Because I, agree I think, with you. I think uh, you know, we, we tend to do that, and I did that for 10 years also. And, you know, I grew up having dogs all my life back in Peru. And, you know, the moment she came, I, I, I knew that I had to, like, you know, make some changes in my lifestyle because, you know, they're your kids they're like kids they need to you know you need to give them time and i never regret 
-hmm. You know, I never regret. Uh, I used to be a workaholic and staying longer. Right now, you know, time is over and like running out and all I'm thinking is I want to go home, you know, and, and be with Luby and meeting with friends. You know, I used to be more social before going out for happy hour. Right now, it's more <laughs> like, you know, I need to get home and see my girl. Yes. And then after that, maybe I will join my friends, you know, for a drink right. here and there. So it is actually beneficial to see, you know, how they, they change your lifestyle for good, for a good reason. I agree with you. I wanted to talk about this idea of being in New York or living in cities and having a dog because, yeah, a lot of people do have that idea that I can't have a dog, I'm in New York, my apartment is small, and yet it's really, dogs really, they adapt to anywhere. And of course, dogs love to be out in nature, but dogs love New York City or city streets because there's so many smells, there's so many people, there's other dogs if they like dogs, and so I find that same thing. So, and when I got my first dog, it was a huge adjustment. I was not prepared for all of the walking and the training and having to be home. And, but I got it and it, it changed me for the better. It made me more responsible. I grew exactly. up and because I don't have human children, my dogs are my children as well. We're similar that way. And when I got my first dog, Tiny Tim, at, at one point, I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And then I turned the corner and the rewards of having a dog in one's life. It's very healing. You're taking your attention off yourself because we all can be very self-involved. And it makes us responsible for someone else. And it keeps, I always say that it keeps me honest. Like my dogs, I can't be out all night. I have to be home. Because my dogs, no matter what, are going to have me up at 5.30 in the morning. So I have, exactly. to, get, I have to get my beauty rest. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think dogs can help humans empathize with each other? I was telling you, you know, before having Lugutina, you know, like I didn't know many people in my neighborhood. And they really help you, you know, open those guards, those barriers. And... Many times in, you know, in different interviews, I said, you know, Luby is like a walking therapist on the streets of yes. New York City. And she is such an icebreaker, you know. Also, right now, because of the technology, we're so glued to our phones. So you see, you know, we're like eye zombies on the street, you know, like we're, you know, just looking at our phone. And the fact that she is hugging or holding hands with me and then people are back to earth and yes. seeing that something cute is happening, I feel like we're saving a soul, you know? <laughs> I, I agree. With, I love that. I agree with you because it does. It. She brings in the two of the side of you two on the street, but it brings us back to reality. And when I'm walking down the streets of New York, I, everybody, and I do it too, I'm on my phone and I'm walking and you miss everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's life, you know, nowadays we're, we're so used to our phones, but sometimes, uh, you know, and she, you know, when I'm for too long on my phone or uh, my laptop, you know, she comes and she pushes the phone away, you know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm seeing a TV show here somewhere, right, Luby? She's just, she's remarkable. I feel like I'm actually, you know, my life is simpler now. Yeah. So it's helping me in that way, you know, to change, I, I guess, for the good. What you're doing, and I think it's because you guys together are providing this beautiful service. 
you're providing service to the world by bringing this love to the streets of New York City yeah. and around the world. And um, people are really responding. You know, the other thing is that I actually feel lucky to be able to share, you know, with Lubutina all this amazing positive energy on the streets of New York City. I mean, John, I heard so many stories, you know, like, for example, I remember meeting one, a girl, that she told me the story that she wanted to meet Lubutina because she was introduced by her mother and her mother passed away a couple of months before I actually met her, mm. the daughter, uh, from breast cancer. And when she came to meet us, actually, some other people, you know, saw us and also came to say hello. And I didn't know who she was, you know, and then she told me her name and, and I was like, oh my God. And she started crying in front of me. So I just went and hugged her and I said, you know, thank you for sharing your story about how you are connecting to Lubutina because your mother introduced you to her page. And uh, that was something that her mother wanted to, to meet Lubutina, but, you know, she got sick, very sick. And then, you know, those kind of stories are the ones that I think is making me keep up yes. with, with her page, with, you know, with her meeting people. Because I always say, you know, it's I, I, dogs, uh, you know, pets, they bring the best in people. So... Every time we meet people, you know, it can be it can be a little bit tiresome for me, but there's always good energy behind. So I'm pro that. Cesar, it was a beautiful, wonderful honor to have you here today and to bring your, your gorgeous daughter with you, La Butina. She's just, she is, it's really, it's, it's a beautiful story and I really encourage everybody to follow you on Instagram. Thank you. So what is her, what is her um, page called? So Instagram is uh, Lubutina NYC and Lubutina after Christian Louboutin, okay. uh, the designer. And on Facebook is the, the Hugging Dog. The Hugging Dog. Yeah. You guys probably heard her shaking and walking around the room. I mean, she just basically went from everybody in the room and put her paws up on their lap and hugged them. And she's just so present, and she is a gift. She's a gift. So I thank you very much for she's being here angel. today. Thank you so much, uh, John. Thank you. Thank you. It was a wonderful moment having our first dog for an interview. La Boutina came with her owner or her dad, Cesar, into the studio and it totally transformed the energy of the room. She would go from person to person, kind of lean into them. If they let her, she would hug them. And she just made everybody feel so, I don't know, so loved. And she just brought this incredible sense of warmth and such a personality. It's wonderful to watch how Cesar becomes a different person. He transforms when he's with Lubutina in a way she initiates this introduction to other people. And he becomes more talkative, more open, and I think more relaxed. And that's the gift that she has brought into his life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio, and it's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. 
You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review or rating. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.